You're listening to the Candare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! everyone and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley and I don't have Jack or Randy in the studio this week, but joining me, we have the creator of the Netflix original series, The Toys That Made Us, The Movies That Made Us, which has uh, season two just a few days away from release, The Holiday Movies That Made Us coming out December 1st, and boy am I excited about that, and A Toy Store Near You, which has a season two coming out December 25th which you'll be able to check out on Amazon and Apple and many other platforms. We welcome Brian volk to the show. Brian, thanks so much for being here, man. Uh, thank you for having me, man. I'm always honored to come back. And it's always awesome to talk with you. So much great content coming out of the company over there. Uh, excited to talk about it all. But before we do that, I just want to remind our listeners to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, head over to our website, CandarePodcast.com, where you can become a patron and buy some uh, T-shirts, mugs, anything that uh, supports the show. So again, CandarePodcast.com. But enough about all that stuff, man. Brian, how have you been? I'm good, man. I, I want a mug. I didn't know you had mugs. How do I get a mug? I'll, I will send you a mug. How about that? I'm, I'm all about the mug. <laughs> you can buy anybody with a T-shirt or a mug. I promise you. It's a, it's a quality institution if uh, if they got a mug. <laughs> Shoot me your address. We'll definitely send you one, man. But uh, how have you been? It hasn't been too long since I talked to you. I think it was just a couple months ago. It was right before we had Gates McFadden on. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, it's definitely been a challenging year, uh, to put it mildly. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're... Uh, we're doing all right, and uh, we got some cool – I'm biased, but uh, we got some cool stuff coming out this year, I think. Uh, absolutely. Uh, based on what I've been seeing, first of all, being that that trailer that's on Netflix now for the holiday movies that made us, we get to see that uh, we're going to be seeing The Nightmare Before Christmas and Elf and exactly how they got made or maybe how they almost didn't get made. Excited to see the details there. But, uh, you know, it was funny when I got the email for the holiday movies that made us, I was like, like astonished because I'm like, not only is this coming out, but it's coming out right now. And I understand, you know, the holiday seasons are upon us, but typically I feel like you'd hear about something like this, you know, five, six months ahead of time. So was, was this a very spur of the moment project? How'd it come to be? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I mean, it was greenlit over a year ago. We've been working on it for about 11 months. No, I think, I mean, one of the things that Netflix does, which I think is brilliant they're, they're very focused on bringing the word uh, joy uh, to their subscribers. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think what they try to do is, you know, just have everything kind of be like magic, where it's like, you know, hey, in three days you'll be able to see X instead of, you know, in 25 months, you'll be able to see X, you know? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, as much fun as it is looking forward to Game of Thrones for a year and a half back in the day, you know, I, I, I think Netflix is like, if they're talking about it, it it's eminent. 
Yeah, and it's just and it is there is a lot of uh, good content on there. I, I most of which I go to is yours though. I'm not just kissing your ass. That's the truth. I was just uh, rewatching the last season of the Toys That Made Us uh, just the other day, and just love that show because not only are you learning something, but you know you get that. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain, like a swell of nostalgia that just can't help but put a smile on your face. I don't know. At least that's my experience. So, And it's, it was the same thing with the movies that made us, and I'm sure will be with the holiday movies that made us. So I cannot freaking wait for that. And uh, I, hope, uh, I hope you dig it. We, we tried to bring the same humor and emotion to every episode that we have in the past. Right. Now, you know, we have seen uh, again on this trailer that uh, Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas are going to be covered. So are these the, uh, you know, the only two films we're going to get this holiday season? Or are there more episodes uh, that are going to make up this season? The, the word season, uh, I think, is uh, I, I don't know how applicable that word is to what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, long story short. Uh, we have made 12 episodes, uh, 10 of which are still being made. Uh, and the first two of the 12 uh, are the holiday films. Nice. Okay, perfect. You never know. I mean, you, you know, when I looked on Netflix, I think it said season one coming soon. I was like, you know, and again, I guess we're predisposed to when we hear the word season, think, oh, man, eight to 13 episodes. But uh, and I guess in time we will. But uh, I'm just really, really excited about this. Uh, also, the movies that made us season two coming out. And can you correct me on the release date of that one? Is that also December 1st? So, yeah, so movies that made us, uh, which is the holiday movies that made us, uh, that's December 1st. And then the other 10 episodes uh, are going to be divided between some releases in the middle of 21 and then some releases towards the end of 21. So, okay, I guess I'm getting confused now because uh, when I was looking at certain places online, it looked like they were one in the same series. Uh, other places make it look like they were two separated shows, but they are they are one in the same. So you're confused because it's confusing. <laughs> it, basically, they, you know, just because it was the holiday, it's the movies that made us. Every single thing we're doing is the movies that made us. I but see. they're giving them special titles depending on time of year. Oh, so, got you. So, so basically holiday movies that made us technically, I guess, is season two. Uh, and then we'll have some episodes that come out mid 21. Technically that would be season three. And then we'll have more come out at the end of 21. And that would be season four. But Netflix isn't using that naming system. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what season is what. I got you. That makes sense. And I'm sorry to be so dense. You were probably one step away no, from having to like act it out with hand puppets it's, for me. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> I get it, though. I get it now. Um, now, this next season, a few of the movies that uh, we're going to be looking at as well, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, uh, Forrest Gump, those were a few of the, the, the uh, things I saw in that post you had on your Instagram, that poster you guys had put together. Uh, and, you know, typically in the past when we've talked to you, the production of these shows takes you into some pretty cool places, situations, and in the presence of some amazing people. Are there any uh, experiences you can share from the production of season two? I mean, one of, something that was really powerful for me, first of all, 
I mean, was just needing Caroline Thompson. You know, she wrote A Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, wow. And, I mean, first of all, you know, I've probably done close to a thousand interviews. I mean, she's in my top five favorite interviews I've ever done because, I mean, she was just so honest. Like, she would, like, say stuff that wasn't great about herself. She would say stuff that wasn't great about some other things. So, like, so many people that we interview are always trying to just talk about good things. So I I really found her honesty so refreshing. And then we went to the house that she lived in, which was in Burbank, uh, when she wrote uh, the movie, and she was living with Danny Elfman at the time. Oh, wow. So it was just so insane, like, to see this house that you never would look at twice and, like, realize this is where, like, a lot of classic things that we love came out of this completely nondescript house uh, right. in the middle of nowhere, Burbank. And it's incredible, isn't it? You know, the uh, the creators of Superman uh, both were in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, a few hours away from here. And whenever I've looked up, you know, the house where they created Superman, like you say, you know, you would never guess. I mean, I don't know what it should be, I guess, in my mind. But, you know, it's just a little tiny house that set off on a corner street there. Again, you'd pass it a million times and never know. Well, you probably thought it would be, you know, look like the North Pole. <laughs> That's probably why it looks a little different. It's not made of crystals at all. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool, man. That's very cool. Um, another thing we're going to have to touch on really quick here, a toy store near you, which uh, the first season was on uh, YouTube. I don't know if that was the only place it was. Was it other places, Brian? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime and Pluto. And okay. I knew the second season was going like to be. everywhere but definitely. Everywhere but Netflix. Okay. This is an awesome show. I really thoroughly enjoyed watching the first season, you know, really giving you an in-depth look at the uh, independent toy stores, you know, across the country and, you know, their struggle through this pandemic. So I I just wonder if you could tell us anything uh, about season two, you know, the, some of the stores we might be looking at. Yeah, we could do, we got some great toys, man, uh, stores. We got Super 7, you know, uh, Brian Flynn's store up in San Francisco and San Diego. We got Farpoint Toys, uh, which is in New Jersey. That's owned by Justin and Penelope Daniels. We got Batcave, which is uh, near San Francisco. Uh, that's owned by Mike Holbrook and Amanda Barlow. Then we got the the, the the holy grail of stores that I haven't been to, Kokomo, uh, oh. Kokomo Toys, uh, which is owned by Todd and Amber Jordan. Yes. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, we got Bric-a-Brac, uh, which is in one of my favorite cities in the whole country, Chicago. I had a day trip planned with some friends to go to the Kokomo toy store uh, a few years back. And thank God, luckily, the day we all loaded in the car to go, like right when we were taken off, somebody looked online and saw that they were closed. And that's like a six, seven hour drive one way. So, boy, would have my face been red. Oh, that would have sucked, dude. Yeah, I I cannot tell you how many times I tried to get there uh, and just couldn't couldn't deal. Because a lot of the time I'm in Chicago, you know, I got it. We're doing a stand up special at night. So I got to be back at the venue by five o'clock. 
Right. So like I've even thought of like leaving my hotel at three in the morning uh, to, <laughs> to do it. But I, I still haven't gotten it done. But I, I will before I die. Uh, I mean, it's definitely on my uh, bucket list. Yeah. What an amazing store it looks like. I've, I've taken the virtual tours online of it. I've, I want to go that bad. It just looks like uh, anything you can possibly think of is there. No, it, it looks like that. Have you ever been to a big fun toy store here in Columbus, Ohio? No, I haven't. I I was not aware. I know I know of that store now. Yeah. But I was not aware of it the last time I was in Columbus. And it's funny there's a store in Columbus that like I followed on Instagram forever. Uh and I was in Columbus for work actually doing season 1 of Toys That Made Us and um the that one store which i think is called mike's vintage uh that store there was like a, a hand-drawn sign in the window saying like i'll be back in two hours uh <laughs> but i was not able to go back so i i sadly of all places uh have, have not been to a store there uh in columbus it's it, i don't I know I don't know if I know that store, but if it's the place I'm thinking of, it's out of business now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to research that. I could be wrong, but there was another little store down that way. Um, anyway, I bring up Big Fun not to be like, oh, well, you you should feature them. Just I know you're a toy collector, and I know when I go in there, I just you know I have to be pulled out of a trance because it's so freaking awesome. So next time you are in Columbus, make the time to go to Big Fun Toys. I will. I will. And like I said, I have heard of it. I mean, I, I guess it's pretty self-explanatory after the conversation we just had. I was going to ask, you know, what, again, how do you decide what show or excuse me, what stores you're going to be featuring? But I mean, in the case of like Kokomo, it's a place that you've been, you know, wanting to check out for a long time. How'd you pick the other stores? We basically put out, uh, we sent an email uh, to about 35 stores that to some degree we're already doing stuff with. And then of those 35 stores, I think 29 or 30 signed up to do the show. And then we sent, we put out a press release. And then from the press release, we got the, you know, we're doing 50 episodes. So between that initial email and then the press release, that's how we got all 50 stores. I am so envious of your your everyday job, man. You must have just a blast. It couldn't even seem like work. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure you you, you wear a fair amount of stress, but all the same. Uh, less and less every year. I'm happy to report, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's your typical job. There's good days and bad days, and you really try to focus on the good days and forget about the bad days. Because if you you know if you didn't do that, you go crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Isn't that the way with everything? All right, man. Yeah. One last question for you. It's the same question I always end with. What's new in the toy room? Uh, last time I spoke with you, you had just acquired, what was it, the uh, the first shot of the Emperor figure's head from, uh, what, 82, 83, something like that? You had acquired an Ahsoka Tano figure prototypes, maybe a couple of those, and an FX7 droid prototype. Anything new to report on? Yeah, man, I definitely got something new. I got, uh, after after years of procrastinating and years of trying to find the right deal, 
uh, I am finally, uh, as of a week ago, uh, the proud owner uh, of a USS flag. Oh, my God, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, by the way, I own it. I have it. Uh, it came in three boxes. Uh, I have not even had the courage yet uh, to even open the first box. So, uh, I, like I said, I do have it in my possession, uh, but I, I, I have not uh, put it together yet. And part of the reason is I got to make space. Sure. Obviously. I mean, it's obviously going to be like a main focal point of the room. How, so when, when it's all together, how big is this thing? Seven and a half feet long. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's, uh, the, the good news is I have an entire wall of shelves, and one of those shelves from one side of the room to the other is G.I. Joe. Yeah. So I should be able to take... Probably about forty percent of what's on that shelf, and put it on top of the flag. So in many ways, it's going to save us some room. That's really cool. You're going to have to put pictures on your Instagram when you get that up. I got to see that. Anything you don't have to worry about. It's seeing that those will be posted. It reminds me, uh, one of my friends uh, I was just talking to last week was talking about Hasbro Pulse and their uh, crowdfunding projects they put up. I don't know if you've heard of this at all, uh, but what they'll do is they'll put out a, a they'll put up a crowdfunding fundraiser for like Jabba's Barge, I think was the very first one. It's the entire barge to scale to the three and three quarters figures. And I, you know, I think he said he went in, you know, three, four hundred dollars to back it. And then you just get one. And I'm a huge, huge Marvel uh, comics fan. And I have a bunch of like the Marvel Legends six inch figures. And I learned too late, unfortunately, but I did learn that one of those crowdfunding uh, toys was a actual three foot tall sentinel uh, to scale to all these six inch, yeah. six inch figures. And yeah. I think I need to get some enormous, uh, enormous pieces for my uh, for my room here. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I just got the uh, Razor Crest from the Mandalorian, oh. uh, which was also uh, a crowdsourced Hasbro Pulse thing. But it's funny, dude. Last year, I had backed the Transformers Unicron. Yes. Um, which, uh, you know, I think is like four feet in diameter. So I, I got it, you know, I gave him my credit card number. I did all that stuff. Then I was at Comic-Con and I saw it. And I'm like, for the, I'm like literally for the first time in the history of toys, a toy company lied about how big <laughs> it was. Because th this thing was not fucking four feet wide. This thing was right. five feet wide. Uh, I, I mean, this thing, I literally was looking at it and I'm like, and again, keep in mind, I just told you, I just bought a seven and a half foot long toy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you, this unicorn was too big. Oh my God. Yeah, that's something else. I, I wish I would have been in on this Hasbro Pulse uh, stuff earlier, but it seems like you've had your thumb on the Pulse too, but why shouldn't you? You've got the coolest toys, man. Very fun. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do with a, a five-foot Unicron. I don't know. I'd have to find a way to have ah. it hanging from the ceiling, I guess, maybe in a corner. I don't know. But, uh, and Brian, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Where should I be directing people to check out uh, not only more about these shows, but more about yourself? You know, I, I always say, 
Instagram, you know, it's my name on Instagram, Brian Volkweiss, Instagram, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I view Instagram as kind of like a living diary. So, you know, yeah. I, anytime I see anything interesting or whatever, I always try and post about it. Yeah, and I love your Instagram. It's always fun to uh, look through there. I mean, we, we kind of speak the same language, I think. So, uh, yeah, you have a cool Instagram there. And I, I hey, no problem. I appreciate you letting us see it, man. Uh, and I want to remind our listeners to go to candarepodcast.com. Uh, you can check on past episodes, see videos, see some of our special guests, become a patron, uh, buy some merchandise. And uh, also find us on Twitter at CandairPod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. So, Brian, I want to thank you, man, so much for taking the time to talk with me again today, man. It's always a blast. Uh, Same here, man. Thank you for all the support. Thank you. And uh, thank you to our listeners for listening. And always remember to be excellent to each other. could break whoops help quickly walk back to the edge stop you'll break through the ice snow job grab this branch you should have been listening to canned air now we know and knowing is half the battle snow job how'd you get your name um gi joe this has been a canned air production Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.